You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to What's New with Wired. It's Friday, September 30th. I'm Zeke Robison. Today we're talking about botmasters, the automated worker bees of cyberspace, and they influence everything you do online. And somehow, everyone is fine with this. Make sure to listen to the end to find out what other Wired podcasts you can check out today. When Alexander Zhukov went on trial last year, he stood accused of defrauding U.S. companies, including the New York Times and pet care brand Purina, out of millions of dollars. According to the court, the then 41-year-old set up a company that promised to show online adverts to humans, but he instead placed those adverts on an elaborate network of fake websites where they were seen only by bots. Yet Zhukov's defense did not center around his innocence or his remorse— Rather, he said he was giving the online economy exactly what it wanted, cheap traffic, whatever the source. There was nothing to conceal, he said on the stand in May 2021. We were making business. We are not making scam or fraud. The federal courthouse in Brooklyn disagreed, and in November 2021, Zhukov was sentenced to 10 years in prison. By extraditing the Russian cybercriminal from Bulgaria, the U.S. justice system sent a message that this type of crime has consequences. Yet Zhukov's testimony hints at an uncomfortable truth. The online economy is willing to look the other way while bots distort it and line the pockets of cybercriminals. The Elon Musk v. Twitter trial is set to resurrect such concerns. Musk, who claims that Twitter has undercounted millions of fake accounts on its platform, was handed extra ammunition when Twitter's former head of security, Peter Zatko, known as Mudge, turned whistleblower in August. Mudge claimed that executives' bonuses were tied to increases in daily users, meaning they had no incentive to crack down on bots, an allegation Twitter CEO Parag Agrawal has denied. Bots are polluting the internet. Fake online users make up as much as 40% of all web traffic, according to some estimates. Researchers specializing in advertising fraud describe a Kafkaesque system where businesses pay millions to advertise to bots and research their opinions. Yet the digital advertising industry has grown so accustomed to working with inflated numbers that few are willing to unmask the fake clicks powering large swaths of the online economy. 
In June, the Association of National Advertisers, or ANA, a U.S. industry group, published a blog post that estimated that ad fraud is costing U.S. advertisers $120 billion a year. Hours after it was published, those statements were removed. John Wolfe, the ANA's director of communications, tells Wired that the figures were removed because they were out of date, but declines to provide any new figures. Zhukov's trial established how the trade in fake clicks works. Between 2014 and 2016, the so-called King of Fraud, a name he gave himself in a text message revealed in court, ran an advertising network called Media Methane, which received payments from other advertising networks in return for placing brands' adverts on websites. But the company did not place those adverts on real websites. Instead, it created fake ones, spoofing more than 6,000 domains. It then rented 2,000 computer servers in Texas and Amsterdam and programmed them to simulate the way a human would act on a website, using a fake mouse to scroll the fake website and falsely appearing to be signed into Facebook. As a result of this elaborate scheme, the defendant falsified billions of ad views and caused businesses to pay more than $7 million for ads that were never actually viewed by real human internet users, the Department of Justice said. Although the New York Times was named as a victim by the Justice Department, the publication declined to clarify whether it paid for fake ad views or whether its website was spoofed by one of Zhukov's fake sites. Nestle, the parent company of Purina, did not respond to a request for comment. Some companies have taken matters into their own hands. In 2017, Uber sued one of its advertising agencies for charging it for ads that were not seen by real people or placed on real websites. The case started when Uber pulled all online advertising and discovered barely any drops in app installs or sales. Why? Some claim online ads target people who already plan on buying that product or service. Others argue that ads often target bots, but it's hard to get a straight answer. Companies paying for advertising have an incentive to play down the number of bots to conceal how much cash they're wasting, and cybersecurity companies have an incentive to exaggerate numbers to sell anti-bot products. The technology to detect and block bots already exists, says Sandy Carielli, a principal analyst specializing in cybersecurity at the consultancy firm Forrester. But companies can be unwilling to investigate traffic that, on the surface, makes their website look popular, she says. Keep in mind, if you cut off the bots and it turns out that a large amount of traffic on your site is generated by bots, that's going to influence your performance numbers. Advertising didn't always used to be like this. Augustine Fu, who has been a digital marketer for 25 years, says that in the past decade there's been an explosion in fake traffic. Fu believes the industry was corrupted around a decade ago, when a series of opaque middlemen entered the scene. Prior to that, advertisers would buy ads from publishers like the New York Times, he says, but now it's typical for brands to approach a digital ad exchange, which facilitates the buying and selling of advertising from different ad networks, to place their adverts on huge numbers of websites and apps, and it is this part of the system that has become vulnerable to bots, claims Fu. The exchanges have deliberately looked the other way when there are fraudulent sites and mobile apps that become part of that exchange, he claims. Google and Facebook are among the companies that run these exchanges alongside other listed U.S. companies such as Pubmatic and Magnite. The ad exchanges don't want to solve fraud because fraud generates so much volume, Fu claims. And the exchanges essentially make more money when more volume passes through their platforms. None of the exchanges responded to requests for comment. And it's not just the exchanges seemingly dodging the fraud issue. Advertisers are also reluctant, says Fu. It's too embarrassing for them to admit that they purchased fraudulent inventory. 
He cites one rare attempt to sue by Uber after it discovered Austin-based advertising company Funware was selling fake app installs using bots. Most of the Uber app installations that Funware claimed to have delivered were generated by a fraudulent process known as click flooding, which reports a higher number of clicks than those occurring, Uber's law firm Reed Smith said after winning the fraud suit. Many still think ad fraud is a victimless crime, says Fu. After all, who cares if big brands waste their money showing ads to bots? But the industry is letting ad dollars flow into the pockets of cybercriminals, he adds, who can then use it to fund other illicit activities. It's a major problem, he argues, one that no one talks about, no one writes about. Everyone thinks it's someone else's problem. Make sure to check out our other Wired podcasts. Today in Wired Business, we look at how extreme content is spreading rapidly on Brazil's social networks, sparking fears of a violent uprising. Checking in on Wired Science, there's new proof that CRISPR can edit genes inside human bodies, showing promise for treating diseases more directly. And on Wired Security, Pornhub is trialing a new automated tool that pushes child sexual abuse material searchers to seek help for their online behavior. But will it work? Listen to these stories and more at wired.com podcasts. Thanks for listening to Wired. Check back in tomorrow to hear more stories from Wired.com. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.